0: the Lamb and the 144,000 on Mount Zion. Then I looked and behold the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 having his name and the name of his father written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the sound of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. And the voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders And no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been purchased from the earth. These are the ones who have not been defiled with women for they have kept themselves chaste. These are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These have been purchased from among men as first fruits to God and to the lamb and no lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless. Vision of the angel with the gospel. And I saw another angel flying in mid heaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth and sea and the springs of water. And another angel, a second one, followed, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who has made all the nations drink of the wine of the passion of her immorality. Doom for worshippers of the beast. Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb." And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, "Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, so that they may rest from their laborers for their deeds follow with them the reapers. Then I looked and behold a white cloud and sitting on the cloud was one like a son of man having a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple crying out with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, put in your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come because the harvest of the earth is ripe. Then he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, and he also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel, the one who has power over fire, came out from the altar, and he called with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Put in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth, because her grapes are ripe. So the angel swung his sickle to the earth and gathered the clusters from the vine of the earth and threw them into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the wine press was trodden outside the city and blood came out from the winepress up to the horse's bridles for a distance of 200 miles. I've met a lot of people and had conversations with those who like to say that the 144,000 is the only people, they're the only people who are going to be lifted up in um, rapture. Uh, but, there's a few things wrong with that. Um, you know, there's actually one denomination that fully believes they are the 144,000 and no one else is. And so therefore, in order for you to be taken up, you would have to be, to be chosen as 144,000, you have to be uh, baptized into their church. And again, that's also not accurate with the Bible. And then you have another Uh, Group that actually believes that um, the 144,000 are predestined and they're chosen well before the earth even began. And it was, I mean, even just within this one scripture, it goes against that. So we focus so much on the 144,000, just like with Revelation, we focus so much on the Church of Philadelphia. And we all say, that's who we are. We're the ones, and we wanna be, of course, Uh, included in that what the the blessings that come with being a part of that group however there's blessings across the board you're looking at one blessing and you're falling into a a bad habit of comparison just like when Peter stood before Jesus and Jesus said you're going to die a horrible death and Peter said well what about him pointing over to John Jesus said plainly what's it matter to you what happens to him you focus on you (laughs) <laughs> That's what you need to do. You need to focus on you. You need to focus on your life, your walk, and and your pursuit for uh, God and, and His kingdom, because that is the key to your life. Now, getting touching on some of those subject or those uh, topics here, you've got the hundred forty four thousand. They are chaste, so they uh, have not. Had sex with any women they uh, have not broken the law they 've kept god 's law one hundred percent, and those things uh fall to very few now we've talked before about people being called to different um, to different levels or different um they have a different anointing on their life. Just like you have the Nazarites that were called to more, like Samson could not cut his hair. Samson could not have uh, honey. Samson could not have wine or any alcoholic drink. Samson could not touch a dead body. He could not do anything listed in that list of things that the the um, <clears throat> the Nazarites were called to. That did not make him holier than thou. That made him a different purpose a different part of the body of Christ so his purpose needed him to be uh, sustaining all of those things so that he could fulfill his purpose so there's people who are called to different levels and in those levels of what we're called to do you just need to keep what you've been called to do the best you can so I've heard lots of people who throw out alcohol as a big divider big divider. If you touch alcohol, you're going to hell. I've flat out been told that. And that doesn't line up with the scripture. Uh, You can take some of the scriptures and then some of those scriptures may point to, and most of them written in Paul's handwriting, um, some of those scriptures say something that could allude to not touching alcohol. Now, some of the scriptures say it flat out, but again, that is like for a special calling over someone or at a special time um, or in preparation of a special ceremony. However, Jesus drank alcohol. It does not translate to grape juice. Um, It talks about in the Old Testament to bring in your first fruits and if you can't make it, then go out with what you would have brought to the temple to give to God. He said, if you can't make it every once in a while, go ahead and instead buy the the best meats to go and get strong drink and celebrate. And that strong drink is the translation of what is fermented alcohol. So there's not... Um, Scriptures across the board throughout that support that theory. Therefore, the contradiction does not exist in the scripture because the scriptures are perfect. The contradiction exists in our understanding. So, in order for people to be that 144,000, that's a special calling. Now, about the 144,000 being actually the rapture, um, reading scriptures again, you will notice that it talks about three different. Times that God gathers up his people. And I know people who will lump all three of those into the same event, but it's not. And it does describe one pre-millennial, or in tribulation, I'm sorry, it describes one before the trials, it describes one in the middle, and it describes one at the end. So when people argue and say, well, I'm pre, I'm post, I'm... Well, the answer is yes. (laughs) Yes is... The truth. You need to dig further into it. But the 144,000 would be one of those three. And then, uh, worshiping the beast, here's the reality that all of us have to get there's two kingdoms. Period. You're either serving one or you're serving the other. If you're doing stuff, if you're being passive and not doing things to uh, diligently pursue the Father and his kingdom, then your actions are in pursuit of Satan's kingdom. And that's it. You're supporting one or the other. There is no middle ground of neutrality. So even if someone sits in neutral and doesn't commit to one side or the other, they're serving the kingdom of Satan. So you you need to know that worship is giving glory to. Worship is putting attention towards, and worship is building up or serving a kingdom. So if you're not worshiping God, the father, the creator of everything, and the one who gave us salvation, if you're not worshiping him, then you are worshiping the beast, whether you know it or not. So um, it's not about living your life in fear of worshiping the beast. You should live your life in, in the focus of worshiping the king. So Father, thank you for your word and thank you that you've given so much in uh, this scripture just to let us know that you do love love us and you do care about us and you desire for us to have an eternity with you, not in an eternity of torment in hell. And I just pray that people can uh, just, you could open their eyes and open their ears that they can see and hear the truth In the scripture not falling for the doctrine of man that has been poured into us for so long I pray that clarity can reign and again Holy Spirit let it be the truth of God and his word that reigns true in people's hearts and lives in Jesus name Amen